Today we are going to talk about whether or not you should become a foster parent. Should you become a foster parent? Should you definitely not become a foster parent? Let's talk about it today on Fostering the Future. Welcome to the Fostering the Future podcast, a show about all things child welfare, dependency, adoption, and foster care. Here are your hosts, veterans in the world of child welfare, Jack and Kat. We believe that every human has incredible and equal value regardless of what side of the courtroom we sit on. We hope that everyone feels welcome and accepted here on Fostering the Future. Make sure you follow us on Facebook or Instagram as Fostering the Future Podcast or check us out on our website at fosteringthefuturepodcast.org. Hey there, this is Jack, and I'm here with Kat, and, you know, we were talking recently about how I often run into people, and when they hear that I'm a foster parent, they say that they had always thought about doing that. And I just think that there are some things to talk about and think about when you're trying to make that decision to become a foster parent. So we thought we would talk about that today. So should we talk about some of the positive, rewarding things about having foster kids in your home? Yeah, absolutely. Can I start by saying it is so fun? It is so much fun. Um, I'm not a foster parent myself because I work in the child welfare system, but I get to be around kids all the time, and foster kids are so much fun. You know what else is fun about foster kids? A lot of them haven't experienced things some other kids have, uh-huh. so getting to like experience that with them is so cool, and like... It's like going to Disney World with them sometimes, just bringing them to certain stores or, like, yeah. my girl's mom is uh, maybe a little annoyed that I got them hooked on Starbucks because she's oh. like, yeah, they're killing my wallet. Every time they come home, they want Starbucks. But, you know, the first time I took them, they were so excited. That is so funny. Well, you know, and, and I, um, I have biological children, and they have gotten more wonderful experiences out of being around foster kids, things that I never could have given them like um organically they've gotten you know they've gotten experience with infants and infant care and they've gotten experience with race relations that I never could have given them I mean they are strong advocates for um Black Lives Matter and these are things I never could have gotten given them as a Caucasian person who can just talk to them you know right right. um they're fierce advocates for uh, smaller people you know um and oh my gosh they love your children, all of them, you know, that come through. I mean, sometimes there are some issues, but oh my gosh, they love a baby. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they love a baby. Any baby. Yeah. Um, And you, um, you've got success stories and, you know, I love this because, you know, all people developmentally, when they get to the end of their life, they're always looking back thinking, what have I done? You know, what have I done to help the world? What have I done to help someone else? Can I look back and find anything that I've done to make a difference? And you're going to be able to look back and say, I have done so much to make a difference in this world. Um, I mean, I hope so. But, like, you know, I think that the cool thing is you get so much out of it, too. Like, like, you know, whatever, whatever we're doing, like, we get so much enjoyment out of that. But, like, 
like seeing success stories like that is definitely one of the biggest positives about being a foster parent because they may be few and far between but when people radically change their lives and like change the whole course of like you know i'm not going to do drugs anymore i've been clean for this many years now i you know i've changed the way i parent their kids are going to have kids that aren't going to experience the same right. thing because one of the things we see so much in the foster care system is the repetition of mistakes that their parents made. Yeah. So, like, you know, most of my kids' parents were in foster care when they were little, yeah. and they were abused, and their parents were abused, and there's, like, this vicious cycle. So when you actually see, like, a success story where people actually change it, because sometimes kids get reunified and there aren't as many changes, but yeah. when you actually see the big changes, yeah. and, um, you know, that's, like, that's like for for years and generations to come is gonna it's gonna make a difference. It changes the entire trajectory, right? Like right. the whole and you know when you see like I screw up all the time, oh, all yeah. the time. Me too. We all do. <laughs> but if you can say I screwed up, I don't. I hurt my child, and I do. I do right. too. Yeah, we I, all, I make mistakes. We all screw up our kids. Yes, equally. we do. My kids, <laughs> Maybe not equally, but, but almost. Yeah. My kids will grow up and they'll be like, oh, why did my mom do this to me? Or can right. you believe my mom did this? Or whatever. I can't believe my mom threw me in the deep end to teach me <laughs> how to swim. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously. Um, however, when, when a parent can say, I screwed up, my kids suffered because of what I did. Mm-hmm. I will never do that again, and this is how I've changed my life to make sure I never do that again. I think we've all had these experiences where we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did X, Y, and Z. I don't ever want to hurt my child in that way again. Sometimes on a small scale, sometimes on a large scale, but when you see someone do that and then make the changes, it's, so it's incredible. Amazing. And then to know that the trajectory of their life will be so different. Right, right. And their kid's life, and their grandkid's life, and their yeah. great-grandkid's life. That's huge. So being able to, like... Like, you read about these stories about things that happen to kids in the news, but being actually part of helping the kids and sometimes even helping the parents fix stuff is, like, the best, hands down, absolute best part of foster care. Um, You know, I love that I have grown my family through foster care. Like, my kids are my world, but seeing families change is, it just blows everything out of the water. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've never done it, but I, like, I absolutely love your kids, but I also absolutely love your kids that are being reunified too. Although we're going to be devastated when they go home because <laughs> my daughter is, it's, those are some of her best friends in the whole world. Yeah. But we're so happy for them. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, one of the other things is you get to help, which is kind of part mm-hmm. of success stories. You get to see the success story, but you also get to help with a success story. I think this is important, too, because there is no difference between myself and someone who is in that situation, except I didn't get caught right. doing something that I shouldn't have like doing. I feel like we all or, make bad choices. Um, like, okay, so a lot of people have tried drugs in their life, uh-huh. but some people, they try it once and they get addicted. Exactly. And, or, you know, just stuff like that. Like, I'm so glad that I never got tempted or was around people that did certain drugs that I never got hooked on anything and really never really did anything. Exactly. Like I had, you know, I I have my own trauma, but I didn't have the addictive features that caused me to immediately become addicted to something. Right. That caused me to get my kids taken away. Right. But I am no different. Oh, 100%. From a person who did. 
It's really just like by circumstance or luck right. or genetics or whatever that puts me in this position and some somebody's mom right. in the other position. Right. And there's so many factors. We just, we were lucky. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, and we had, um, you know, I personally think that, you know, I had a lot of help and a lot of assistance growing up and especially my early, and it's so nice to be able to help in return. Right. So, um, you know, I think a big positive for being a foster parent is getting to help with those success stories. Um, and, you know, sometimes you do get to adopt, like sometimes. And, and, you know, what I always tell people when they're talking about adopting from foster care is that, you know, obviously it's not, the goal of foster care is not to have these kids adopted, it's to return them to their families um, once that can be done safely. However, there are children who do end up needing to be adopted. And at least in my case, like when, when I met my kid, like my, my first son that I adopted through foster care, actually he wasn't adopted first, but he was the first one that came to me Mm -hmm. when they put this baby in my hands. It was like, I knew right away he was my kid. And I, I know you remember, I would tell Mm -hmm. people all the time, if they try to take this kid from me, I'm going to have to run to Canada because he's my kid and I would die. I wouldn't be able to breathe if I didn't have him. It was like a crisis. Yeah, it was. It It was was, a crisis until they finalized. Yeah. And that took way too long, but it was ridiculous. I mean, I, I think that that was just like one of those situations where it was like, it was meant to be. And you know, yeah, I knew he was my kid. Um, so I, you know, obviously the, the goal was to reunify him with his family, but that clearly wasn't something that could happen safely, um, anytime in the near future. So, you know, we were able to adopt him. And so him along with, you know, um, his brother and sister, um, his now brother and sister, um, you know, have brought us to a family of six permanently. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that obviously is one of the hugest blessings for my family from being foster parents is like, you know, without being foster parents, I wouldn't have my little boy and my other little boy and my little girl. And uh, I'm very thankful for that. And they are just like total delights. I mean, they're kind of amazing. They really are. <laughs> Each in their own individual and unique ways. Seeing the transformation is really rewarding. Watching kids grow and change yeah. is so rewarding. Yeah, I think when kids first come to your house, you know, obviously you have that period where it's like they're just terrified and you're not really seeing who they really are yet. But then when you see who they are and, you know, um, a lot of them do have a lot of trauma and struggles and stuff like that. And then because, you know, even outside of like medical intervention and therapy and stuff like that, just being in a normal, safe home with parents who are loving on them that in and of itself makes huge changes in these kids. And so sometimes just like seeing how they are as human beings from when they come to you to when they leave and not that you're anything special, you're totally normal. Like there's nothing special about me and my husband. I mean, there's definitely something special about my husband, but there's nothing special about me other than I've made a choice to do this with my life, right? To parent other people's kids. Um, So there's nothing special about me, but um, just being a normal parent who, you know, has the advantage of, you know, living a certain life where I, you know, I don't have addiction problems or, um, mental disorders. Um, 
or anything like that, that I'm able to provide them with that, that alone just like makes such a big difference in who these people are. And, you know, when they start to feel safe and comforted and loved, mm -hmm. how they grow as humans is like, oh, it's like amazing. It is great. And it is our choices who make us who we are. So, I mean, it is, it makes you guys very special, but, um, I've worked with a number of kids who came into care and they're, you know, they'd never had a haircut. Their hair was really short and their skin was transparent and they were, you know, maybe they had weight problems or maybe they didn't, but, um, these kids rapidly transformed with just, I'm not even saying correct nutrition. I'm just saying, well, you do see okra. a difference though. It's when, really. when they start eating vegetables and like home cooked meals versus McDonald's right. all the time, like they physically look yeah. different. Their skin becomes more like, it's well, just not as transparent. And think about, um, the, the little guy I have right now, how, when he first came, well, you know, he's so different. Yeah. He's so different. He, he also wasn't being nutritionally provided the way that he should have been because his formula was, um, being watered down too much. Um, you know, just giving him the right amount of formula made, made a bit of a difference. And, you know, I think, um, you know, he's just really thriving right now. And he's doing I'm really, great. I, I'm really surprised at how well he is doing. Um, developmentally is, um, really impressive so yeah he's doing great and that's just being normal a normal family for him and um you know making sure that he's getting the right nutrition okay um so do you think that um since we're talking about some of these positive parts of being a foster parent we should talk about some of the things that the foster parents i talked to this week said was the best part of being foster parents i do okay so, um, one mom answered that the best part of fostering is getting to love our babies. It's like we won the lottery. Aww. Yeah. So this, this parent said seeing parents succeed, watching reunification happen and the love that they have for their kids Aww. and the effort that they put in to get them back is commendable. Being part of the support system is an honor. And I would say, like, yeah, because there's so much they have to do. Like, watching this mom that's about to get her girls back that have been living in my house, like, um, like she has to go to meetings all the time. Like, she has to go to all these group meetings and individual meetings. She has to do all these therapies. Um, you know, it's a lot of work. So I, I would definitely agree with that. So this mom said the best part of fostering is seeing the restoration the restored hearts when a mom is able to conquer her addictions, when a child is able to move through their trauma, and a little bit of healing happens with each passing day. So seeing the restoration of lives and family and trust when a child learns that they can trust us and feel safe with us, and the restoration of our own hearts when we feel a loss for each child that leaves. But she also she said the best part of fostering is the relationships we build with like-minded people. So I would agree that the relationships with other foster parents is a huge plus. Loving all of my littles. Watching kids grow and thrive. Um, making a difference in a child's life and changing their trajectory. It's priceless. That's some of the positives that the foster parents I talked to this week had to say. Those are great. 
Yeah. Do you want to talk about some of the cons of becoming a yeah, foster let's parent? Do it. I feel like we kind of did that at the beginning, but let's we did a little bit. review some of that stuff. So people do have a lot of negative things to say about foster parenting, which really does not make um, uh, doesn't make the problem go away. There's still just as many kids in foster care, but we'll talk about them anyway. So people don't really understand foster care, and they have a lot of judgment. But you know, you you get people who think that oh, if you're a foster parent, you're just doing it for money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my gosh, if you only knew, like, you know, or that, or that, like, I'm, I don't love them like my other kids or don't, don't take care of them like my other kids or, you know, being a foster family, generally you're larger. So when you go places, you get a lot of looks. So I definitely think, um, you have to have tough enough skin to, you know, handle people looking at Mm -hmm. you funny. Um, I've had some foster parents who are people of color and they have white foster kids and they've gotten some comments like, whose baby is that? Yeah. Um, actually I saw something, uh, this week on the boards where, um, a, uh, black foster dad went to, um, either drop off or pick up his white teenage foster daughter from school and had like a number of people come out and like question him. Like he was you know, what was he doing here with this like little white girl? And, um, so yeah, I definitely think, you know, you, you have to have tough enough skin to, uh, put up with some of that. And, and, you know, if you're, if your focus is on the kids that after we adopted my oldest son, um, people would ask me sometimes like if we get looks and stuff like that because of the difference of our skin color. And, um, I always said, no, I don't ever see any of that. And then there were times where people were like, you didn't see this person in a store looking at you guys. But I, I'm just so like, I always assumed it was cause he's such a cute kid or they're just like, you know, they're just looking at him cause he's so cute. Yeah. And I guess sometimes that wasn't always the case, but my focus was so much on him that I wasn't uh-huh. really worried about what other people. And you know, I, I could be wrong, but I do think it might happen more often with people of color because I work with a lot of different foster parents and it's, I've only heard it from you know, specific ones. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that that's, um, probably how that's more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was just not okay. Um, dealing with the system is really difficult. I mean, I've, my goodness. Yeah. I've worked with some situations where judges have made some calls that were really painful to follow through. And if you don't follow through, then you're in contempt of court. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I definitely think, uh, you know, you don't, most people don't stop becoming foster parents because of the kids. Most, most people stop being foster parents because they just get so, um, annoyed at the system, uh, frustrated with the decisions that are made for kids. The system's not perfect, but it's what we have. So, you know, I, the way I look at it is, you know, the system's going to be the system, whether I'm involved or not, but if I'm involved, then maybe I can be helpful to the child. Right. So, right. Their kids will the kids will always be there. Yeah, whether we're there or not, the kids will, will always be there. And um, people will have some bad stories to share. Always, mm-hmm. um, that can be difficult to hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the things that we should consider when becoming a foster parent is that is secondary trauma. Mm-hmm. So the kids coming into your home, they have trauma, and them. You just being exposed to their trauma is going to give you trauma. Mm -hmm. So that secondary trauma, and that's why it's really important for foster parents to 
um, you know, keep, keep in check with their own emotional health and, uh, make sure that, you know, when they're, um, when they're struggling with dealing with all that trauma, because it's like, I mean, I always think like, like think about a police officer, the stuff they see in their life. I can't imagine being a police officer and having to have those pictures in your head all the time. Like it's the hardest part of society that they're dealing with. So it's not quite that bad. Like we're not going into crime scenes and stuff like that, but having the children in your house that have experienced what they experienced, it's really hard sometimes on your heart. I, I know, you know, in my experience, one of the hardest things that I've ever dealt with in my life was this little boy came to my house, um, and he might be the only one that I've had that had serious physical abuse. And the, the, the first day that he came to my house, I was giving him a bath and, um, he was covered head to toe in bruises. And I had been told that he had maybe been physically abused, but until you see it with your own eyes, I can't like, he had, um, like finger marks around his neck where he had been choked and just head to toe like this child like the first night he was there he dropped a cup and he covered his face real quick like we were gonna hit him and the minute I saw that I was like okay and then you know later that um that day I I put him in for a bath and like I will never get those images out of my head of seeing those bruises all over his body and his little neck and um you know that was traumatizing for me I remember the first week he was with me and I tried to be strong when he was around because I didn't want to upset him. <laughs> but anytime he wasn't with me that week, I was in tears. I was just so brokenhearted over what was done to that little boy. Yeah, that's really hard. And I'm not a foster parent, but about every three years or so, I feel like I have a moment like that where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> you know, and then I just do it. Yeah. I just go back to it. Yeah. You know, because who else is going to? Yeah. You know. Well, and, and we need, we need therapists. We need trauma informed therapists. So yeah. I'm glad that you don't go. So another negative about being a foster parent is when they leave. Yeah, That can be hard. Like what I always try and do is just like focus on the positive. Like, Hey, this family's getting reunified. Like, Hey, and, but one of the things that, you know, is to consider is that sometimes it's not as sad when they leave because some of these kids are um, really challenging and as much as you're going to miss them I mean to be perfectly honest it might sound terrible but sometimes it's a little bit of a relief when they get reunified because you know it, it, it was difficult and challenging and not that you don't love them and want the best for them but that you know sometimes it's a little bit of a relief when they go home so yeah not every child is for everybody not every mat like never not every child is a match you know yeah like I, you know i want to help everybody and and but there are some kids that you know are not my favorite kids and i do everything i can to help them but um you know i can imagine that if they were in my home then you know i would i would do my best for them but then there are some kids that i that you know i i absolutely could raise forever and love forever. And so I would imagine that's probably the same for foster parents. Yeah. And I say, I would say that this, this con can, can be avoided a little bit because if you create a relationship with their parents, then maybe when they leave, it's not like a goodbye. It's like, Hey, I'll see you in a week. Um, I know my girls that were reunified and had come back. Um, 
you know, while they were reunified, we saw them all the time. You know, we went to their birthday parties. They came to ours. Um, you know, they would come over and stay for the weekend when their mom just needed like a little bit of a break. Um, and we talked to them on the phone all the time. So, you know, as long as you're creating good relationships with their parents when that's possible, because obviously it's not always possible, then them leaving just, you know, means it's a different type of relationship. One of the other cons is um, that it costs money. Yeah. Pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when we talked about that before, um, depending on where you live, um, and some states, like, I hear what their uh, stipend is, and I'm like, holy cow, like, that, that kid could be spoiled rotten. Obviously, I don't know what the costs are in that state, but, you know, in at least in Florida, you know, it, it will cost you some money to provide for those kids and, you know, make sure that they have everything that they deserve. Um, and then, you know, obviously the, the other negative is dealing with the behaviors that you're going to experience with some of these kids. And, you know, some of them have been neglected and abused and around drugs. And, you know, it may not even just be them acting out, but just really just the exposure. Like, yeah, they know about things that they shouldn't right. have to know about. So these things can be really frustrating, such as, you know, kids stealing food from your pantry and eating them, eating the food, you know, like um, something that you were planning to use for dinner the next day. They might eat all of it and it could be something that that <laughs> you would never expect them to eat like cornmeal <laughs> or, or apples or raw ramen <laughs> yes or you know um you could find lots and lots and lots of packages under their bed and you know you might think oh that's not a big deal but you know it gets really old really fast yeah. and it can get really expensive too yeah um especially when you have kids who have like eating issues mm -hmm. and like they'll eat like you know, what you had planned for, like, two or three different meals in the middle of the night while everybody's sleeping. Yeah. And then you've got to, like, rebuy that stuff all the time. Yeah, and I think Jack had a child who drank, like, an entire um, cup full of the Starbucks simple oh syrup. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she did. That's disgusting. So oh, gross. That's so disgusting. I can't even imagine how gross that must have tasted. But, like, listen, that Starbucks syrup's expensive. It's so expensive. <laughs> So you're, just, you're supposed to just use a few pumps. Yeah, yeah. It's so, so gross. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but they can, I mean, they do that because they have had a lack of food. Right. They've, you know, they're, and they're seeking control in their environment because that makes them feel safe. But it can be really difficult to deal with in the moment. Um, and so um, that can be one of the cons, just dealing with some of those behaviors. Right, right. And these are kids who they... You know, a lot of times they lie. Sometimes they steal. They do those things because that's what they've learned to do. Yeah, well, so there's lots of pros and lots of cons for becoming foster parents. And I feel like, you know, if we talk to like 10 more foster parents, we might uh, have some additional ones. But I think that that is the big, the big stuff there. And we are going to have, you know, quite a few more episodes where we're going to talk about more of this stuff in detail. So we hope that you join us for those. Absolutely. So uh, that's it for today. But if you have any questions or you're thinking about becoming a foster parent, but struggling with one aspect or another, like shoot us an email. Uh, reach out and we look forward to the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on social. We hope that you join us again next time and keep on fostering the future.